Hello, everyone, and welcome to Flight Deck, an inside look at the New York Jets. I'm Rich Zamini, and I cover the Jets for ESPN. Blockbuster trade by the Jets earlier this week on Monday, sending Sam Darnold to the Carolina Panthers for three draft picks. So that's what this podcast is going to focus on. We're going to break it down from every conceivable angle. Kind of an emergency Flight Deck podcast here, and we're going to hear from Joe Douglas in the second quarter uh, with cuts from his press conference on Tuesday. Some interesting things he said. I want to dissect those comments. And really, let's let's jump right into it. So the Jets move on from Darnold. Obviously not a shock. They've been shopping him all offseason. You guys know how I feel. I've talked about it a lot in previous podcasts, so I'm not going to get into that right now. I want to present the team side. What went into their decision and how... They arrived at it. And really, I think I'll break it down into three factors. Number one, Joe Douglas just really likes Zach Wilson. He loves his upside. He's not alone in that belief. He's uh, a very popular prospect among talent evaluators across the league. He's uh, got an special ability to throw the football. I don't think there's much question about that. And Joe is not going to say anything disparaging about Sam Darnold, but the fact of the matter is this. They see Zach Wilson as a big upgrade at quarterback. That's reason number one. Reason number two is the finances. And Joe alluded to this. We've been talking about it for weeks, months, actually. And so you get Zach on a a fixed contract, a rookie contract. His cap numbers for the first four years are going to be $35.1 million. 35.1 for a starting quarterback over four years. Sam Darnold right now, and we're going to and we're going to count his fifth year option, even though we know the Jets probably wouldn't have picked it up. If you count the fifth year option, they would have had Darnold for 28.9 for two years at a fixed cost. So it's 28.9 for two versus 35.1 for four. Obviously, that's a big difference in favor of Zach Wilson. And number three, it it does kind of signify a fresh start. You know, they have a new coach that was handpicked by the general manager, and they'll have a new quarterback. So there's something to be said for that. I think it energizes the organization, knowing that they're going to have a new face of the franchise. So it's more of an intangible thing. Uh, this was not an easy decision for the Jets. They studied it from every conceivable angle. It's multi-layered, nuanced in terms of cap, roster building, possible trades. I think early on in this process, the Deshaun Watson scenario was a factor in the Jets' decision. I don't think they would have gone all in for him, uh, maybe a little bit. But now his situation has changed dramatically because of his legal issues. So I think I would rule that out. But so this has been an evolving story for months, and we finally get the verdict from Joe Douglas. I think one of the scenarios they studied was actually drafting a quarterback at two and keeping Sam Darnold. Uh, That was confirmed by Joe Douglas. I had heard that on Monday. He confirmed it on Tuesday. And they basically said that they didn't want to get into a quarterback controversy. I could see where they're coming from because it would have been a controversy. There would have been so many questions on a daily basis in the preseason and regular season. There's no doubt in my mind Sam Darnold would have been the starting quarterback in week one, but if he has a bad game, when do you go to Zach Wilson? So it would have been a distraction. The Jets were pretty transparent in uh, admitting such. 
Uh, so yeah, I agree with them in that sense, but there's also a part of me that wonders why they didn't think Robert Sala could have handled that. Um, I mean, we saw it in Miami last year. Miami had Tua, Tonga Viola, and also Ryan Fitzpatrick, and they handled it, and it turned into a little controversy when they made the change, and Brian Flores did a really good job of handling it. So I have mixed feelings on that. Yeah, it would have been a distraction, but two, I'm wondering why the Jets didn't feel that Robert Sala would be able to handle that. But uh, they did consider it, and in the end, they decided to you know just make a clean break for all parties. And uh, yes, they have received calls for the number two pick. Joe Douglas acknowledged that, but he said there weren't any meaningful talks. So I think uh, largely that stems from the fact that teams have known for some time, at least a couple of weeks, that they've zeroed in on a quarterback, i.e. Zach Wilson. So I think the Jets, if they were proactive and put that pick up for sale, I think they would have gotten offers. Uh, The word was out. The pick was not for sale. So now the Jets have 21 picks over the next two drafts. That includes seven, seven in the first two rounds. That is a franchise record for the first two rounds in back-to-back years, seven in the first two rounds. I mean, you could really rebuild a team just with those seven picks alone. I mean, you gotta, you figure you got to hit on at least half or more. You should get four pretty good starters out of those seven in theory. So, uh, you know, me, you know how I, I've been through it. I would have kept Sam Darnold. I would have rolled the dice for another year. I would have traded that pick. I would have gotten back two future number one picks in 22 and 23. Uh, I would have gone that way. And as for the financial stuff, Yes, there's a benefit to starting with the rookie, but, you know, if Sam played well and hit, you know, and deserved a big money deal, that probably would have hit in 2023 when the cap is going to balloon. That's when all the TV money is going to pour into the salary cap. You're going to see a large increase in the cap in 2023. The Jets would have been well positioned to handle a large quarterback contract in 2023. Um, so, and I would have liked to have seen Sam with, with this coaching staff. I love the system they're putting in with Mike LaFleur. It's a Shanahan West Coast offense. I would have loved to have seen Sam in that offense because he did show signs of promise when he was in a very similar offense as a rookie under Jeremy Bates. Bates is part of that Shanahan tree, and Sam did okay toward the end of the year. So that's why I would have I would have rolled the dice, man. I would have just traded the pick and scored a pass catcher like a Devontae Smith or a Kyle Pitts and, and stockpile some major, major draft capital and would have set me up even with some quarterback insurance. If Sam fizzled this year, I would have had the insurance next year with three number ones to make a bold move for a quarterback. They go in a different direction. Look, I'm not alone in this opinion. There are plenty, plenty of smart people around the NFL who agreed with my position. Scott Pioli, a former five-time executive of the year with the Patriots, was on the NFL Network just uh, Tuesday saying he would have kept Sam. He called, He said he's, quote, not a throwaway quarterback, end quote. I'm not absolving Sam of his play over the last three years. Obviously not good enough. Lowest rated passer in the NFL three years combined. Not good enough, clearly. But, you know, I would have rolled the dice and went with him for another year just because of the draft capital return. The Jets make this trade, and, you know, Joe Douglas needs to be right. 
Uh, he's got 21 draft picks. If he keeps them all, I doubt he will. There'll probably be some wheeling and dealing. But out of that 21, it really comes down to one. It's what he does with the second pick. He's going to pick Zach Wilson. You can take it to the bank. And he's just got to be right. Zach Wilson has to be a star. Otherwise, the trade will not age well. Back with some cuts from Joe Douglas right after this. General Manager Joe Douglas spoke to the media on Tuesday, answering a lot of questions about, of course, the Sam Darnold trade. And we were trying to dig for some uh, signs of what they will do with their pick in the draft. And I started the questioning and I asked Joe, you know, point blank, even though it is kind of the obvious question, does trading Darnold and keeping the second pick mean they are locked into a quarterback at the number two pick? And he responded with a little bit of a smile on his face. Yeah, um, I think I think that's a fair assessment to, to say, Rich. I think based on on uh, the decision we made yesterday, um, you can kind of see the the direction we're heading. Um, when it comes to pick two, uh, obviously never say never. Um, you know, like like I've said to you guys in the past, I'll always answer the phone if it's ringing. One of the things the Jets did wrong with Darnold, and we've been through this, they just didn't give him a chance to grow. They didn't surround him with good enough players, and I don't think they surrounded him with a good enough plan and structure and coaching. So I think one of the things, and I wrote about this in a column on ESPN.com, was, you know, why is it going to be different with another quarterback? What what did they learn from the Darnold experience that could help them with the next quarterback? These assets that we have through the draft and so it's incumbent on on us to uh, get these decisions right, um, whether it's turning the card in, turning the pick in, or, or trading uh, for for a, a proven commodity. You know, we we have to uh, surround our uh, next quarterback quarterback uh, with as much talent as possible. So essentially, what Douglas is saying is he's trading away a known commodity in Darnold, albeit a commodity who's performed inconsistently for somewhat of an unknown in a guy coming out of the draft. And I think that's a really good question, balancing the draft player from college versus the veteran. I think uh, we feel really good about uh, this, this draft class. We obviously, uh, obviously there is, there is a, an un, unknown factor um, when you're talking about rookies and young players. Uh, but ultimately, uh, the amount of work that our coaching staffs put into this draft class, the amount of work that our, our scouts have put into this draft class, you know, we feel good about uh, the type of person we're going to be able to bring in. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I would say that um, you know, we're looking forward to getting these meetings next week and uh, just talking about talking about all these players, hammering out any differences we might have. There's going to be a lot of open. Uh, productive conversations and you know get, getting the right guys for us. So this trade of Darnold means that in two years on the job, Joe Douglas has traded away three former first round picks from the previous regime, Leonard Williams, Jamal Adams, and Sam Darnold. Leonard and Jamal are really good players. Leonard has really blossomed with the Giants. Jamal's always been a good player. I do think the Jets have gotten good return in terms of compensation, but the fact of the matter remains, you can't keep trading away number one picks, and Joe Douglas knows it. 
uh, I'd say when I walked in this building in June of 2019, um, I never thought uh, we'd be sitting here and talking about what you just said. Um, trading Leonard, uh, trading Jamal. Um, I know Darren Lee was traded before I even took this job and now Sam. You know, ultimately we want, and I've said it before, we want to be a great team uh, that draft drafts, develops, and retains their players, not draft, develop, and trade. Um, but you know, like I said earlier, uh, you try to you try to take the information you have at hand and try to make the best decision um, that you, you 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 can moving forward. And uh, ultimately, um, you know, these decisions were made. Uh, we were able to acquire assets um, to help us moving forward. Um, we've only had, had the opportunity to turn the card in on, on one of those assets. Um, when, when we, when we took Ashton Davis last year in the third round. So like I said earlier, we have to, we have to make the most of these opportunities with these assets. Now, toward the end of the press conference, I asked Joe about Steve Young's comments. Young, of course, going on a podcast in San Francisco and saying that the Jets are committed to Zach Wilson Steve, of course, is very biased in this. He is a former BYU quarterback. He's a former San Francisco quarterback, and he is an ESPN analyst. He obviously has connections. But I asked Joe about that, and here's his response. Uh, Steve's, uh, Steve's plugged into uh, BYU pretty well. Um, I know uh, it, it, it was good being out there at the pro day and uh, just had an opportunity to you know, speak to his representatives, um, say hello to couple members of his family quickly um, and you know BYU put on a, a great pro day for for the entire NFL first class uh, first class organization and uh, it, it was a good day out there you know um, like I said we're we're excited about this class and we're excited about this quarterback class so um, we still have a lot of our process left uh, in these three plus weeks leading up to the draft and a lot of productive conversations conversations in the future coming up i actually think douglas was you know when he was responding to the uh, young comments i think he was thought i was referring to the byu coaching staff and how uh young is plugged in i don't think this was a tacit admission that young is right and the jets are going to take zach but i think in a way maybe it is because i think the jets will take zach but anyway these were joe douglas's comments obviously he has a strong affinity for Darnold as a person, and I think this tra trade was, you know, wasn't easy on him personally. But look, this is a cold business, the NFL, and you got to move players in and out to try to build the championship team. The Jets obviously really like this trade, and we'll find out in the future how it turns out. Back after this. We're not having a mailbag this week because, as I said at the top, we're kind of an emergency podcast here reacting to the Darnold trade. So we're combining the third and fourth quarters. And I just want to end with this story. I've never shared this publicly, but it's a Darnold-related story. It goes back to the uh, spring of 2018 when they drafted Sam. It was Mike McCagden, of course, the general manager. And uh, Mike actually, this was only a few days after the draft, he drove up to Syracuse, New York to speak at my Syracuse University journalism class that I teach. I'm a uh, adjunct instructor in the spring. I teach a sports writing class, still do, in fact. And we had made it, he had volunteered to do it, you know, weeks before the draft, and he followed up on his agreement. And let me tell you, 
you know, driving from uh, Florham Park, New Jersey to Syracuse is not an easy drive, and he caught traffic, so it took him nearly four hours to get there. There was only a, an hour left in the class when he got there. He ended up staying three hours in the class. The kids stayed after answering questions, and he I asked him about that, and I was so appreciative of him being, you know, able to devote so much time. And he just said, I, I just remember what he said. He goes, I'm on such a high from the Darnold pick and the draft that he's still running on adrenaline from the draft. Here was a man who was so thrilled and satisfied that he got his quarterback, you know, and he was, you could tell so many Jet fans in that class, they were asking him questions about Darnold and you could just tell he was so fired up and it's, you know, he leaves the class at about 10 o'clock at night and he was going to drive back that night to New Jersey and I said, you sure you're okay that you could stay in the hotel here at campus? And he goes, no, no, I'm fine. So he went to get his Starbucks coffee. Of course, we know how much Mike liked drinking coffee. And he goes, no, nah, I'm, still, I'm still good, you know, still riding that adrenaline from the draft. And here we are three years later. You know, Mike is long gone. Sam Darnold is now gone. And wow, it's just kind of sad, you know, because I, too, thought Darnold was the guy. And for a million reasons, it didn't work out. It never seems to work out for the Jets. For their sake, I hope the next guy, probably Zach Wilson, works out. The Jets deserve it. After all these years, they need to get something to go right with them with the quarterback. But I wanted to share that story because, one, it just showed an incredible amount of uh, you know, generosity on Mike McCagan's part to come to my class. And secondly, boy, he was just like on cloud nine that whole time. And, you know, things happen quickly in the NFL. And I want to thank, uh, of course, you guys for stopping by. I appreciate it. Please rate us. Please subscribe on Apple or Google or Spotify or listen to us on any of the ESPN platforms. Thanks, as always, to producer Jeff Scopin for putting this together so quickly. And we'll see you next time on Flight Deck.